Okay, well, Ashley told me one of the top questions that we get is what air filtration unit does Dr. Pompa use in his home? And I can tell you that I have switched. For years, I've paid a lot of money for an amazing unit, but here's the good news. On this show, uh, we're gonna talk about why I switched and what technology I switched to that our military actually uses in chemical warfare. And yes, it can filter out a biotoxin from a mold, uh, which is really the first unit to do so. But here's the best news of all. It's way cheaper. So anyways, hear about this. And if you don't know that the number one place where you're becoming toxic is our homes, according to every source tells us this, yeah, you better filter the air in your home. Stay tuned for this episode of Cell TV. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome Kyle Knappenberger, Director of EnviroCleanse and a leading authority on the dangers of environmental toxins. This is a familiar topic that we always seem to have endless questions about. So we decided to bring Kyle on the show to sort out examples of environmental toxins, the lasting effects of those toxins, and he'll offer solutions for mitigating these pollutants all around us. You will also learn which air purifier Dr. Pompa uses and trusts in his own home. So let's get started and welcome Kyle Knappenberger and of course, Dr. Pompa. Hello, thank, yeah, you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, glad, glad to do this show with you, Kyle. It seems like it's been a long time coming. Ashley, before you get off, you said that the, one of the number one questions you get is what air filtration system does Dr. Pompa use? Right? Yes, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well, you know what? We, we, we switched. Uh, we had um, two different units, and I literally switched the unit that we're going to discuss today, the EnviroCleanse, the Enviro Cleanse, because of the technology. And I put it through the test, and I, I can talk to you a little bit about that. And we had Warren put it through the test, and, um, and well, it, it came out better. And here's the exciting part, actually cheaper than the one that I was using in the past. So uh, this is an amazing unit, and Kyle will bring that science. But uh, uh, Kyle, let, let, let's start here um, as far as, uh, look, one of the things that I, I tell people, most of our viewers are people looking for answers for different health conditions. And uh, I'm a big teacher of, about the fact that if there's something upstream dumping toxins into the river, I don't care what vitamins you take, I don't care what uh, nutrition you do, what tests you run, how, you know, whatever, right? your dietary changes, well, some of it might help a little bit, but if someone's still dumping toxins up the river, uh, you're going to be killing fish downstream. <laughs> so that's an analogy of people not being able to fix their gut. That's an analogy of people just simply not getting well. And oftentimes, Kyle, we find that it's a toxin in the home, whether it's mold, whether it's high levels of formaldehyde, what we call VOCs, volatile, volatile organic compounds coming from building materials, uh, things that we bring into our home, flame retardants on computers, furniture, drapes, Mm -hmm. uh, mattresses, all of these things. And then we have what we use in our laundry and our dishwasher. <laughs> so all of these things add to a level of toxicity that the Environmental Protection Agency says is seven times higher in our homes, meaning the amount of pollution than the worst day uh, in LA. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how close that is, 
but Kyle, let, let's start here. You know, this is obviously, I, I think your, some of your background even went into water filtration. And That's filtration. Correct, yeah. So you can tell your story. I mean, how did, heck did you get into this and <laughs> how we can go from there? Well, I, I've actually been involved in this now for a number of years, uh, just kind of um, by, by both passion and luck. Uh, I was doing research in, in, you know, when I was in school, uh, my background is actually microbiology, which is the, the, you mentioned the water purification. And I got involved in a project that uh, was looking at different techniques and technologies for water for purification when I was in school. And what I didn't quite know at that time was that the, the technology was uh, university-related, uh, government-funded technology that um, was being looked at for some pretty heavy-duty things like chemical warfare agent mitigation through a university um, incubator company. Uh, when I graduated, ended up going to that company and working and, and um, uh, on a project for mitigation of extremely dangerous toxic chemicals. They wanted to look at uh, different biological aspects. Could these things be used for biological warfare agents in addition to chemical warfare agents? And this technology, and you know, I'm, again, I'm kind of talking more science here, but it was earth mineral metal oxide te technology. So it's, it's safe materials that were being looked at and evaluated for uh, breaking down some pretty harmful toxic chemicals some of the you know, most harmful ones uh, you know in your in uh, your kind of opening there you mentioned things like uh, pesticides i believe um and vocs and different compounds and chemical warfare agents are just really bad pesticides really when it comes down to it you know the national institute of health really just defines a pesticide as something that is designed to kill or inhibit or or you know, somehow disrupt something that's living, whether it's a, a, a animal, a pest, a mold, fungus, mm -hmm. uh, noxious weeds, you name it. Uh, they're meant to disrupt the function of that normal, normal person. And that's what chemical warfare agents are. And um, getting a little sidetracked here, of course, but these are kind of the worst of the worst types of chemicals. They're affecting the nervous system. Yeah, you mean the, the ones that were like literally developing to kill humans yes, are the worst exactly. of the worst. It, it takes the ones we're kill, using to kill uh, plants <laughs> or weeds to the whole next level of, okay, I mean, those do kill humans slowly, but these yeah. kill humans immediately. So yeah. you were doing research on these metal oxides. Yeah, I was. And, yeah, and this technology and these products, and there's, a, you know, a, a long commercialization story about iterations of the technology through different products for, for first responder, police, fire, uh, helping them detoxify uh, or essentially uh, decontaminate or contain or neutralize harmful chemicals that they may be encountering. And then continuing to bring this technology closer and closer to daily applications for the average, uh, average person uh, that may want to um, reduce their uh, personal exposure in their personal environment space to harmful chemicals uh, that may be coming into their environment or that may be in their environment because their environment inherently contains uh, different building materials or compounds that uh, potentially could be problematic for them. And they're just wanting to reduce their exposure to it. You know, you mentioned the, the EPA's, you know, 
five to ten, seven times, you know, higher indoor air quality uh, issues. And the re reason, of course, for that is, you know, we're not getting good ventilation. We're not right. having fresh air exchange. Um, you know, I'm sitting in an office here that's, I don't know, 15 by 10 or something like that. There's pressed wood materials in here, sealants, adhesives, all sorts of different things. And depending upon where you live, um, even things like tighter energy regulations on homes are actually problematic for people because that's reducing the exchange. Well, of air. Absolutely. The older, one of the studies, the older the home, um, the less VOCs. Now there, there's, yeah. we could talk differently mold, but uh, because of there is air exchange, <laughs> your heating bills higher. Um, you know, but the fact is, is that there's a lot more air exchange. And so we're building homes much tighter. But the mm -hmm. fact is, is we build them tight and then we have all of these indoor pollutants that are just inherent to a home. Like I said, you know, washing clothes and uh, fabric softeners that have neurotoxins, flame retardants, and uh, of course, formaldehyde from insulation, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, if a home breathes, it gets rid of it. But when a home is sealed, it doesn't. It doesn't take long for that environmental VOC to build up. Now, most people don't smell those things. I walk into most homes. Some of them have no smell, by the way, but I walk in and I smell high levels of VOC, especially in newer homes, obviously. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we're, you know, we're sealing them up with sealants and, yeah. and you know, you're not letting that fresh air in. So the adhesives, the, the pressed woods, the, uh, you know, aerosol components that you have, the paints, all these things, they're just not exchanging with with the environment so where do they go well they don't go anywhere uh, right. you're breathing them and that's kind of one of the, the things that you know when when our company is 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 um, hearing from people that are trying to better their day-to-day -day lives they're, they're they're making decisions on on the things they eat or the things that they buy or bring into their home um you know making different lifestyle choices but you really I mean, you, you can't decide what you're breathing, really. You know, you, you need to breathe. Um, but you don't know what, as you said, what's down the river or what's downwind or upwind yeah. from you. Um, it's blowing into your environment, and you can't really seal up your home and not let that in. You, you need that air. Um, so what do you do about it? Um, right. You can make decisions on what you bring into your home, but these are just some of the things that you can do. Uh, and there's there's other things that you can do as well. You know, I mean, I, I've obviously gone to the great lengths to only bring healthy things into my home, et cetera. You know, I bring fresh air in. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I still have um, a filtration unit that has the ability to truly get rid of toxins. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, um, the, you know, the technology change that I made from, you know, using block carbon, et cetera. Um, HEPA, I mean, people have heard of these types of filtration, you know, and why this type of unit is very different, you know, but the bottom line is this, right? If, if we want to have good health today, our indoor air is the big factor. And now politically, the outdoor air gets all the attention, you know, but again, you know, if the EPA is correct and, you know, the environmental working uh, group too, I mean, they all are saying, wait a minute, the indoor air is actually the bigger problem. And that's, no one's doing really anything to change that. As we're building buildings more tighter for greater efficiency, you know, we're making our lives more toxic. So I'm all for cleaner outdoor air. However, uh, who's talking about indoor air? And yet this is where we spend most of our time. 
and this is the, the air that's really affecting our health and could be one, if not the biggest reason you still don't feel well. I mean, I'm teaching people how to do cellular detox, but let me tell you something, very simple concept here, folks. You know, if you have a bathtub upstairs, the water's running, and for some reason, maybe there's hair blocking the drain, and the water's running at a level that is faster than can run out of the drain, it's going to overflow. <laughs> and you're gonna have all water damage pouring down into your house. Okay, that's the human body example. You know, our buckets overflow if we have more coming in than less going out. Now we can help you get less out, but ultimately if too much is pouring in, that bucket's still overflowing. So, you know, how do we make our internal environments cleaner? You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of adding units into your home that do create air exchange. They're called energy return ventilators. But even then, if you're bringing in outside air, arguably you could still be bringing in some bad things too. So how do we filtrate our home from molds, which is another subject because HEPA, it will uh, take, HEPA filters take out um, what do you call it, uh, spores, but they don't take out the toxin, okay? And the toxin's what really makes people sick. Um, so I see that mistake all the time, Kyle. But then how do we filter out effectively these VOCs, flame retardants, and all the things we're exposed to? Well, and that's where having uh, products and technologies that can capture uh, chemistry, uh, that, that reactive chemistry. And that's what, you know, a lot of these things that are, are problematic for people that you know they're, they, you know, have issues whether it's respiratory, skin. You know, we we hear about people. You know, I'm sensitive to to chemicals that are in my environment. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 bothering basically all different routes of rent entry into them. And what they want to do, of course, is is the correct thing, which is reduce what they're exposing themselves um, to. And obviously, in the indoor environment. You know, uh, we mentioned you mentioned the ventilation, which is which is a, a fantastic way to to help with that. But then there's a lot of times that you know we get contacted by people or, that are in situations where they're living in a polluted area and they really don't want ventilation. You know, I mean, it kind of is a, a catch twenty. No, that's right. Yeah. If you live in a big city. I wouldn't want to bring in. I wouldn't want an ERV. I happen to live in the country. You know, mm -hmm. so um, that's a good idea for me. But so, yes. So what we've done is, uh, you know, I mentioned kind of my background in that technology uh, for these earth mineral metal oxides, high surface area materials that are very good at uh, interacting with and um, binding to different chemistries. And that's, that's uh, what we've essentially done is taken all of this technology and we've deployed it in a way that is friendly for a consumer. And that's through an air purification device. All right, so let, let, let's back up one second. You actually started for a specific reason on your background, looking at these military device, you know, mm -hmm. military devices to filter these bio weapons, um, you know, basically, or, you know, I don't know, bioware warfare uh, weapons, right? So that's where your background started. They were using these metal oxides, different minerals from the earth, to do this successfully, correct? So, for example, the Gulf War, if they were hit with a, um, a chemical exposure, uh, they would have 
tents, if you will, or places where they had units like this. Am I correct on this? Well, that, that would predate some of this. Okay. Um, but essentially what we, we do have is, you know, the, this, this technology is deployed for, for chemical warfare decontamination applications. Okay. Immediate response to, uh, you know, I mean, a chemical threat or a chemical weapon is really just a hazardous chemical that's being deployed to cause right. problems. But, but and, this, this material is designed to basically get rid of that. Yes, and it, it's being used uh, by you know, special forces, military groups, uh, hazmat first responders you know, okay. around the world, uh, specifically for, for those types of applications. What we've done, though, is continued the evolution of those materials, which are safe. These are safe earth mineral metal oxides. They just have high surface area, which means they ultimately have a really high capacity and affinity for harmful chemicals. And we've deployed it into uh, different delivery systems for different types of applications. And one of the, the most important applications, as you, you know, very well pointed out, is indoor air quality. You know, we need to be talking about this more because we've got these things. And we've deployed this technology into things that, that uh, are familiar to consumers, like air filters. Uh, or air cartridges that go in air purifiers so that as that air is circulating in their environment, what is it doing? You know, the air is circulating, you're bringing the particulates, you're bringing the different um, things that are in your air, whether they're particulate matter uh, or chemicals, odors, vapors, really, I mean, odors, vapors, chemicals, it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, everything, you know, in the world is a, I mean, everything is a chemical. The question is, is it harmful to you? But if we're gonna be bringing that in through our air purifier and you have this technology deployed in that air purifier, then what you can do is effectively uh, remove it and contain it inside that purifier, inside that air cartridge. And you combine this technology with high quality like HEPA filtration. You can then address multiple aspects of indoor air quality all at one time. And, okay. that, and that's an important thing is, is there's a lot of different air purifiers out there that work in different ways. Yeah. But the thing that we really like to kind of focus on is let's keep it as simple as possible. Let's bring the pollutants to our technology or to um, our device. Let's have that interaction occur in that device and not out in the environment. Um, and keep it there and retain it there so that we've removed it from our personal environment. Right. All right, so for, for the person listening to this, I'm, most of them are familiar with HEPA as the uh -huh. standard, right? Now, I mean, some of you, you know, your filter has a HEPA unit yes. added on to this new technology, okay? Right. So, but let, let's do that. You know, explain the difference of your technology versus HEPA. We'll start there. Okay, well, I'll start with the HEPA first, actually, if that's okay. The HEPA filter is, you know, high, effic high efficiency particulate removal. Uh, it's going to be able to capture particles, particles, whether it be dust, whether it be uh, dander, allergens. Yeah, allergens. Okay, good. Any per particulate matter that is, um, you know, 0.3 microns and larger, which is frankly a lot of the stuff that you know, people are concerned about exactly like you mentioned, the dust, dander, pollen, mm -hmm. allergens, those sorts of things. So, and that, that is a very, effective, a, a very effective way to do that. And that's based on size of, of the, I guess you could say air quality problem. 
um, those things are all size based. So it comes through the HEPA filter. It's going Grabs to it. Yeah, it's 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 and, and weed it out. Yeah, but what the HEPA filter does not do is, and that's where you know the other the other technology, uh, our, our technology, our patented technology being deployed in a combination system like this, is a lot of the things that you smell are going to go right through, you know, a HEPA filter because it's smaller than 0.3 microns. You know, but, talking but, about gases, so the, the bio warfare chemicals. If you sprayed it through a HEPA, you're dying. It's not going to help you. Well, a biological one something like anthrax spores would actually be caught by a HEPA filter. But the chemical warfare agents, the, the VX and the GD and all those really bad things, they would go right through that. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're chemical gases and vapors. And it's the gases and vapors or the odors, the things that people generally smell are going to be you know, smaller than uh, the 0.3 microns and they're gonna be you know, going right through there. So if you have a system that's deploying these two things, uh, in in combination uh, in tandem, you now are addressing two you know the two major things that, that yeah. So when you, you put, the HEPA, put the HEPA to take out the particular things, and again the HEPA, for example, mold will take out the mold spore, the particle. Right. However, there's a toxic component, um, the biotoxin component. That's really the one that makes people sick. The spore gives people the allergy. The biotoxin is the, the, you know, the clients and the patients my doctors see that really are very sick, that goes right through. Okay, so then there's this other technology, this you know, metallic uh, oxide technology from the earth, natural stuff that gets this other chemical component. It's the getting the chemical component, and it's not gonna discriminate against the source of that chemical component. Which is uh, not whether it's biological based mold VOCs or, or um, you had a, a house fire, you know, and had a bunch of corrosive uh, corrosive gases released into your home because of burning synthetic compounds or 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 PVC pipe, you know. I mean, there's there's just a lot of you know. You have a, a structure fire. There's just Horrible, horrible chemicals. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Chemicals that are, you know, I mean, it, it, there's no, I mean, it's obvious why, you know, fire responders have, you know, the highest rate of cancer by profession is because they're exposed to all these things that are released during a fire and a product of combustion. But guess what? Those are things that were in your home to begin with, and potentially were off gassing uh, at lower levels. Um, yeah, that's and, why I, I think every home needs this type of filtration, especially in your bedroom, folks. You know, that's my first place is recommend and recommending. We'll, we'll talk about square footage here and filtration in a minute. Okay, so now I was a fan because all, like I said, a lot of the clients and, um, you know, people that are very sick, they, they do react to the chemicals. HEPA doesn't get rid of the chemical component, but carbon filtration does. So we were, the filters that we were carrying in the past had HEPA and carbon. How does this differentiate different from carbon filtration that does have a chemical component to it? Yeah, the carbon is, is um, an absorptive material. Uh, it, and it can be useful in a lot of different applications. I don't want to you know, be overly negative on it, yeah, but right, right. It, has, it has drawbacks in that it's generally not a, a chemical uh, mechanism that is occurring between you know, the carbon absorbent and, and the chemistry that's involved there and there. And uh, there's a lot of times desorption of whatever you caught can, um, 
reappear basically in your environment. You could do a great job overnight, of, you know, while it's cooler, uh, potentially removing a lot of different things from your environment. And then the next day, if it, you know, gets into the upper 80s or something and your home is in the upper 70s or approaching 80, now you're all of a sudden uh, possibly moving okay, so those things right back into your environment. So to give people a, an analogy of that, and you can tell me if I'm correct on this analogy or not, carbon acts more like a sponge in that it absorbs, but unfortunately, if it gets warmer, that could squeeze the sponge and you could start releasing uh, chemicals. And a sponge only has so much capacity before it's filled, then it's not working and releasing chemicals. Is that a good analogy? That's a, an analogy I use myself quite often, is, is carbon is a sponge. Uh, sponges can be wrung out. Uh, whereas our technology, uh, we use the phrase not absorbent AB, we use adsorbent. And we, we, talk, we often talk about um, adsorptive AD, adsorptive neutralization to uh, work into it what, where our technology really is different in that there are chemical mechanisms occurring when the two come in to contact with each other. It's not just the sponge's pores being filled up with something, it's, the, it's our adsorbance materials and the surface interaction to retain the material on, on, our, uh, on our technology so that it, it doesn't come off or that it, it is more effective in that brief period of time that that, that um, chemical contaminant is passing through the filter that it is a more reactive and, and I'm using the term reactive in a good way here, you know, that it wants to, you know, grab on to, to, to that thing and retain it so that it, it, it can, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's more of a chemical reaction yes. that, you know, that changes the chemical, if you will, you know, as well as, as hold on to it in a different, so it doesn't, um, you know, it, it doesn't overflow as quick and it doesn't uh, temperature change and things like that. Don't squeeze the sponge, so to speak. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, you know, so therefore, number one, it's going to be able to hold on to far more chemicals for longer without, you know, letting go of chemicals. And number two, you don't have to change the filters as often, I, I would take it, you know. I mean, we, we have a pretty good uh, lifespan on what we're deploying. A lot of times when people are comparing different devices that, that they're not always comparing apples to apples. You know, yeah. there's a lot of air purifiers out there that may have, uh, you know, multiple pounds of another adsorbent in there and they, you know, they might claim pretty long lifetimes. It's because they've got this huge device with multiple, multiple pounds where we're deploying our technology very simply in, in an easy to use air cartridge system it's easy to change, uh, you know, they're typically going to get several months, you know, half a year or whatever out of, out of use of this. Of course, this is all very dependent upon specific environmental conditions, um, as it would be with, with any type of adsorbent or adsorbent technology out there. But we feel that the way that we're doing it, you know, we're using safe materials, we're, we're using a technology that is going to be able to, you know, effectively grab onto and retain uh, and break down different chemistries and, and keep it on the surface, keep it in there in a, in a simple, easy to use device that is easy to, to maintain and, and you can turn it on and kind of forget about it for a long time because 
you're not being prompted to have to change it and you're not thinking about what's in your air because it's removing <laughs> everything for you and it's just no i i love the simplicity of my unit and i can tell you okay so here's what i did right i mean i wanted to test the technology for what i was using and i got certain chemicals that i knew that okay if this is really working um then i'm not going to be able to smell this particular chemical right certain chemicals have smells certain ones don't and i literally ran certain chemicals through it and it worked you know and i was very impressed and my old technology i could still smell a portion of the chemical so number one um it worked better than my other unit uh you know and at a fraction of the cost i'm going to be honest with you you know you can get one of these filters uh well we can talk about the pricing and i, I think actually um i think we have a some type of affiliate deal but I mean, these things are under a thousand dollars, and I was spending three, four thousand dollars for these filters uh, units before, and this one works better. And I, I keep it running in my bedroom at a very, you know, there's a whisper level and a low level, and I've never had to use it higher than that. Obviously, if I had, you know, a bigger area, I could turn it up, um, but it works. I mean, it works really well, and it works for people that have mold exposures. Um, because it does hit the biotoxin, not just the mold spore. So, and again, remediate your mold. I'm not saying that, but you know, but my goodness, if, if you feel a lot of, you have to understand how a lot of the people that watch this show and listen to this show, they're extremely sensitive and even low levels of biotoxins from mold make them sick and they have to filter it out. And uh, this technology is the best I've seen for that. So I, I'm, I was very impressed you know, with the, the tests that I've done on it. Well, you, you mentioned something that I think is important to also remind people of, you know, we talk to a lot of folks and they're asking about where do I deploy my, you know, EnviroCleanse air system? And it's, well, where do you spend most of your time? And, you know, people will think, well, I'm in my living room, I cook. It's, it's where you sleep. Yeah. You, know, where, you, you, you know, I mean, you, you might sleep, who knows, six to nine hours or whatever, but that's where most of your time is. And it's in a, generally a smaller room so you probably have less air exchange um, that's just a really good spot to deploy that and you mentioned the, the the lower wisp air setting on the system and that's great for most smaller rooms is the lowest settings because it, it kind of accomplishes a couple of things one it's a nice quiet uh, white noise type of device but when you're actually running it on low in, in a, again a smaller type of room since the speed is actually slower, you can actually improve each pass's efficiency against the chemicals, odors, and vapors because you're not blasting air through there really fast. Obviously, as you move it into bigger rooms, you might need more air turbulence to actually um, effectively move air in the environment. But uh, you know, I often just recommend people, if, you know, if you're in a room that's less than 20 by 20, just run that thing on the low. It's gonna do a wonderful job for you. It's gonna remove all those different things, the particulates, the chemicals, the odors, vapors, you know, everything that yeah. isn't yeah. by size. Now now we can uh, have have this system deploying uh, deployed in order to, uh, you know, attack those things. So what is the uh, um, square footage? Ah, my, my bedroom is, I don't know, uh, maybe the average uh, size room, maybe it's, um, 400, 500 square feet. I don't know, but it yeah, works. That's well, that's well within the capability. Yeah. Of what these is stuff. the capability? Well, it, 
technically, and this is where the, the, the analytical person in me versus a, a marketer person, you know, it, it's truly depends upon the volume, not necessarily the square footage of space, but the, the, the volume that you are needing to treat in that area. And a lot of times, you know, average home, it can treat areas up to a thousand square feet, which is really nice. Uh, I do though, you know, want to let people know, of course, that you know, if you have a whole bunch of room, you know, a thousand square feet divided over a whole bunch of rooms, you don't get the air movement between the rooms that you you necessarily would. And, you know, deploying the system in maybe a, a general living area in that type of setting would be would be a good idea or, or in the bedroom. Um, but it can treat, you know, those types of areas. It can move uh, that, that much air to, to do that. But, you know, again, every system is, or excuse me, every... Um, home is different, the concentrations are different, the, the, the flow of the home. You know, a lot of people have now um, the more uh, open floor plans and you can treat obviously much bigger square footage areas than if you have a old home with a bunch of- And what, the basic cost of that unit is, what, what is the basic cost? Uh, well, uh, the, the standard unit, and I, again, I have to apologize, I don't have the exact quotes, but you know, they run in the, the the seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars yeah, uh, uh, different packages and programs that yeah, right. are available, and and you mentioned the the one that uh, that's available through, um, you know, that Ashley has that information for. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link up. Ashley exactly, and, and we and we should have a discount code on there with the link, but. Yeah, and those are really great because what what you often get is obviously the system, the HEPA filters, some cartridges, uh, and. Um, you know, uh, we even have packages that include uh, air meters so people can actually see their impact uh, uh, that these systems can have over time. You know, uh, making improvements to your air quality include a lot of different things, of course, right. about fresh air, air purifiers, removing sources, treating sources um, uh, in the environment. Uh, but if you start doing all of these different things over time, you can really start to to see the the change, oh, the, the profile of of your environment. And I've I've had people like just their sleep changes. I mean, just you know, within days of using the unit. Now, the other thing I love is you all have, and I think everyone should get this for the average HVAC system. That's your heating and cooling system in your home. Um, everybody has the little filters that you go to Home Depot or somewhere and buy. Those are typically just filters that filter out particles, which, you know, that's important, but you can replace that filter with one of your filters that have this new technology medium in it, as well as the regular filtration. I've done that, and I recommend everybody does that. How much, you probably don't know the price, you're the scientist here, but, um, I, you know, it, it's, put it this way, it's more expensive when you buy at Home Depot, but worth every stinking penny. That means every bit of your air is being filtered through that. That's, that is correct. And that's actually what I have uh, deployed in my home uh, as well on, I mean, that's my every three months, you know, we're, we're changing it. That's just what we have uh, a lot of particulates. So, you know, it's removing the particulates still very efficiently with that. But now what you're doing is, as you mentioned, the ones that you would buy at, at a big box store, hardware store, they're, they're removing particulates. Right. Now we've just included the ability to uh, remove again the chemicals, odors, gases, different different things that uh, are often considered the environmental uh, the environmental pollutants. So uh, that's what we're doing uh, with that technology, and it's a great way because while your system is running, your your uh, 
ex both exchanging air often with the outside, but you're turning over all that air in your home uh, very efficiently. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good way to um, treat a lot of different things from day-to-day -day odors from, you know, cooking and, you know, just kids, household. All well, for, for us, it's, it's about health on this show. So mm -hmm. that's what I have. I have that in my, my unit. And um, maybe Ashley can look at what that actual price is for that. It's very inexpensive. And then Ashley just told me, um, okay, so here's the link. It's get clean air for you, the number four, for you.com. And it starts at $6.99. That's almost 30% off. So we appreciate that, by the way, Kyle. So, you know, giving our viewers a discount. Um, but anyways, we'll also, um, when uh, we have the information, we'll find out how the, the AC units are. But it's it's way less than that. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're typically like uh, ninety nine dollars or something. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I remember it being about a hundred bucks for that. You know, and again, you pay. You know, I pay. I upgrade it when I buy the other ones. I probably pay about thirty dollars. So come on, you know, this is far better uh, because it actually gets rid of the chemicals that I believe you know are really dragging us down every day. Yeah, so. it's a added capability to what you know you're already removing particulates maybe not you know depending upon if you buy the four dollar one or the thirty dollar yeah, i upgrade it yeah <laughs> yeah the, those 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 more expensive ones do a good job at, at smaller and smaller particles which yeah. is a nice thing and but they don't do the chemicals they, they don't or, do the, or the biotoxins from potential mold in your hvac and that's what i want so yeah, no. yeah exactly Yep. Well, listen, I, I so appreciate you coming on, giving us the new science, the new technology. If it protects our soldiers from chemical warfare, uh, we need this technology to predict us. So we appreciate your research through the years to bring us this technology, Kyle. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that I, I actually, over the years, have worked with a lot of people that are smarter than me that, that originated this technology. And I, yeah. I'm happy to be along for the ride and also to uh, help further it as we continue um, continue into the future, bringing in new applications such as the air purifier. But listen, they may have been smarter, but you brought it to the average man in, <laughs> in the big need. So that that we appreciate. And so I think you're being humble as well. So thank you, Kyle. I, I so do appreciate uh, you bringing the science and the technology. You definitely made my life better and you're gonna make thousands of others better. So appreciate it. Uh, glad to hear that. Uh, thank you. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This episode was brought to you by Cytodetox. Please check it out at buycytonow.com. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv. And please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, and sharing the show with anyone you think may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.